Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. I'm just going to be honest with you guys because you know what? We're a family. All you YFTers out there are part of my family, and you don't lie to your family. So I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know if this is going to be a very good show because, well, I got about two hours of sleep last night, and I'm not doing great. Okay? This freaking show, Bachelor in Paradise, is trying to kill me. Let's start the other show that's not trying to kill me. Let's call the Brander. Bing, bang, boom. Oh my god, so loud. Hey, let's fucking pump the brakes on that. I tell you what. Tell me what. When you can't even get a photo cred from your own damn family, what's left of this world, you know? What happened? <laughs> Miley just posted like three photos from Hawaii. No photo credit, even though I took all of the incredible photos that she has from the trip. Gotta love your fam. Why don't you just text them, text her and say, hey, Cyrus <laughs> Miley, where's the cred? I, I commented. I said, I wonder who took this incredible content. Oh. It's funny you opened with can't trust your family. And I was just telling the YFTers that they're my family. We, I, we consider all of them out there family. And the number one rule of families is you don't lie to your family. And how this might be a hot garbage episode for me. <laughs> hot garbage. I mean, if your hair is any indication of the state you're in, I'm worried. I just jumped in the pool because your boy needed to wake up. Because I'll just put this in context for you. My call time yesterday was 8 p.m. I rapped at 6.30 in the morning. That? No. <laughs> uh-uh. They're not paying you enough. <laughs> so anyways, I, I don't even, I feel like not my, I feel like a robot right now or like I just feel something. It's not yeah. right. I mean, we could have done this later. Oh, no. Because I got to go back to work. In an hour and a half. No. Dude, never ends, man. You know, everyone wants this fucking job until they get it. I'll tell you that much. I believe that. Yeah. We can say where you were, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm home, so I can finally say where I was. I actually was just reading through some comments on Instagram, and somebody just wrote, wait, 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 wait. Were you in Hawaii while Wells was trashing Hawaii? And I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was. <laughs> I wasn't trashing Hawaii per se. I was really building up Mexico. Right. But everything I said about Hawaii is true. They don't want us there. They don't. I also had someone comment and say something shitty about like, we don't want tourists here. Yeah. You're trash. And it's like, okay, listen, nobody wants tourists. Do you think I want a bunch of drunk, basic white girls walking down Broadway, you know, and filling up all the freaking dinner reservations where I can't even get in to eat dinner in my own city? No. But tourism keeps the city alive. That's just the bit. That's how it is. Tourism keeps everybody alive. Tourism income is necessary in most cases. And I hate to break it to you, but, you know, our money is helping keeping businesses afloat in Hawaii. So. Very true. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. How are you going to afford your Kona beer and your luau's if you got no money coming in from stupid American, even though it is America? It's America. Can yeah, you be a tourist in your own country? I mean, technically, I guess you're a tourist if you're visiting somewhere you don't live. I don't know. But listen, I get it. I get it. Tourists suck. But I will say, 
We were on Kauai, which is like the furthest little island and the most remote, I guess, is mm-hmm. how I would say it. And it, it was the least touristy place I've ever been in my whole life, ever. Like it really wasn't crowded anywhere. Nobody was out with cameras taking, you know what I mean? Like when you go visit anywhere else, especially like Europe or something, there's just people just taking photos of everything, cameras out, selfie sticks, like none of that shit. So I don't know what they're complaining about because it's, they've got it pretty good. We got a lot more to complain about in this country than fucking tourism right now. All right. How do you feel since you're struggling? Yeah. How do you feel about getting Tish on the pod for a sec today? About what? We had a near-death experience in Hawaii. Okay. Uh, and I really feel like having Tish come on to help explain it would be really great. All for it. Are you? Yeah. But I do feel like you kind of missed my segue into talking about yeah, how I wasn't listening. shitty this country is. and. Oh... I feel like we need to say something about it because yeah. I don't know. We I don't we might be in the end of days. I don't know what's happening. I feel like every time I turn the news on, I am taking crazy pills. Do you feel that way? I don't watch the news because it's all so terrible. But you're aware of what's happening in the country. Oh, absolutely. Like listen, I get I get news from different sources, but like I will never be that person that has like like CNN running in the background 24/7 like my dad does that because it's so depressing. Like how do you have any sort of positive outlook on life when you're listening and watching the news 24/7? I mean, do you want to talk about Roe v. Wade before we start this show? We want to start- I mean, let's talk. It's fucked up. Yeah. It is the most fucked up. Yeah. I mean, the fact that someone could be having like health problems <sighs> and it's this, it doesn't make any sense to, like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills and I feel like there's nothing that I can do. I feel like completely hopeless and helpless and like, yeah, I keep on voting for this thing that should have been codified fucking 50 years ago. I don't even understand why this was ever even an issue. I'm, I'm just as angry at the Democrats as I am with the Republicans. The Republicans have been pushing this agenda forever and we've known that and the Democrats didn't do anything to fucking codify this amendment and it just fucking annoys me and all it's going to do aside from the fact that it's going to make fucking abortions still prevalent in this country but more dangerous all it's going to fucking mm-hmm. do is just make poor states poorer and that's fucking frustrating coming from someone who lives in the third largest economy in the world in California who pays for all these fucking poor states aside from the fact that like this is just so fucked up it's just making wealth inequality more prevalent in this country and it's very frustrating yeah i mean you said that very well the conservative agenda makes no sense to me because so much of it is creating people who are going to be poor, who are going to be asking for welfare and social services to help them raise these kids. And it's the thing that they complain about the most is that the poor people are always leeching off society. But you're creating the problem. So it's like, what do you... I I don't... Uh, and I haven't mm-hmm. slept really in a while. And so like I'm probably not verbalizing this correctly. I'm also just a white man. I probably shouldn't be talking about it. But it's just very frustrating. And I don't know. How do you feel? Um, I mean, you're, I agree with everything you're saying. And obviously, I've never, like, well, I've never, I've never been in the position where I've needed to get an abortion or, or I've never been pregnant. I've never had a kid. Like, so I can't really talk from any kind of experience at all. But I do know that if I did get pregnant, I would absolutely want to be able to decide whether I was going to go through it with it or not. And I think like if I feel that way, I can only imagine how other people feel that are less able financially to have a kid or 
whatnot or you know what I mean like it just the bottom line is it should be uh, it should be your own fucking choice and the freaking men that are making these decisions for us like have just have no fucking clue they have no fucking responsibility and you know everyone's posting all these different things about like well if you're gonna make this a rule then it should be like a law that you know every single birth is dna tested and whoever the paternal dad is should have to have financial responsibility for that baby like that you know what i mean like it's just so easy for men to say like oh yeah you have to have it because they have absolutely zero responsibility zero and that's what's so unfucking fair and it's just like you know what as women like there is a choice. There is an option. And the fact that men are taking that away from us is fucking ridiculous. And that's how I feel. 100%. And let me tell you this. And, and I believe this with 100% of my body and my bones. If men were getting pregnant and not women, you could get a fucking abortion at a Cracker Barrel if you wanted. You could get it at a goddamn Walmart. Yeah. Here's my other issue. The world is insanely overpopulated. There are so many homeless children, children without parents, children living in poverty, you know, yeah. like for me, I don't really think I want kids. I've just never really thought I wanted kids. I'm not saying that I wouldn't change my mind, but I'm saying that in this moment, I don't feel like I want kids. But if I did, I really feel like I would adopt. And, and so this kind of leads back to like, if you're going to force people to have babies they don't want, you're just adding to the number of kids in, in foster care, of kids that are homeless, of kids that are in poverty, of kids that don't have a family, of kids that don't have parents. Like, you're just adding to that number if you're forcing people to have children. And that's something else that's really frustrating to me. I agree. Anyways, should we stop talking about this and just, like, do our favorite things instead of our least favorite things? Yeah. I mean, I think it's – we spoke on it, which I think is important. And now I think we can start the show. Yeah. Okay. And lighten it up. Okay. Um, I think it's you. Because we got, I mean, we got to have some light and positivity in this world, you know? I don't know. Because it is dark. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, I think it's you. Bros and hoes. Mm -hmm. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with. Well, Sam Brandy. Ding, 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 ding. I got oh, my bell. Got, oh, thank ah. God. All right, guys, airport anxiety, it's a real thing. Between constantly checking my pockets for my ID or forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass, I'm stressed. But here's the thing. If you travel with base, your bag has the function and the fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking good. Sarah and I have been using base luggage for years, long before they even started sponsoring the show. Truly, I have a bunch of base luggage and I love it all. My absolute favorite piece, though, is the convertible weekender bag. I have it in three colors because I literally take it everywhere. And the best part is the bottom compartment unzips completely if you get the convertible bag because sometimes I don't need that extra space. So I just take the top part. But other times, you know, like I refuse to check a bag. So that really helps me out. So you guys got to check it out. Every piece made by Bays is made to look better with miles. So you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Bays has over over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. And right now, Base is offering our listeners out there 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash YFT. Go to basetravel.com slash YFT for 15% off your first purchase. That's Base B-E-I-S, travel.com slash YFT. Um, well, I'd love to lighten the mood and cheer you guys up by uh, telling you um, about how we almost drowned in Hawaii. Let me hear it. Let me see if I can get my mother on the phone. What up? What up? Mother. 
Yes. How stoned are you? Not enough. Not enough. Oh, okay, but you are a little stoned. Not at all. No? No. It's 10 a.m. Well, that didn't stop you in Hawaii. I know, but in Hawaii, it was just chill. I got work to do. Got it. Well, I'm on with Wells. and uh... <gasps> Wells? Hi, Wells. <laughs> hey, Tish the Dish. I miss you. Wells is, is having a rough morning because he was filming until 6.30 a.m. And he has to go back to film in like an hour. What's he filming? Bachelor in Paradise. <gasps> Got it. So we were just talking about how depressing the whole Roe versus Wade situation is. And I was like, let's lighten it up by telling the Y of Tears about how we almost drowned in Hawaii. When I tell people about it, they don't actually understand that like six of us truly almost died. <laughs> Wells, it was insane. We almost lost the whole crew. It was not okay. It wasn't. I haven't like even set the scene or anything here. So basically, I don't know like if any of y'all have been to Hawaii, but the waters are pretty rough. So, you know, I mean, that's like a pretty common knowledge thing. People, I mean, it's like surfing capital, like big waves, rough waters. So when my mom's like, we're going to do a boat day. I loved it so much in Greece on our yacht. Like a boat day would just be so great. And I remember thinking like, I don't know if this is going to quite be like Greece. Like, I don't know if this is going to be what she has in mind, but I was like, all right, I love a boat. Like, sure. So we get on this boat and not to say it wasn't nice, but it was definitely more of like a fishing boat. It wasn't like a nice, like, right. Like it wasn't like a yacht, like meant for l- relaxing. Like <laughs> oh, in Greece, we were having dinner on the back deck, looking at the sunset. This yes, was not that. This was not that. So we start driving out and don't get me wrong super sickening opportunity to get to to boat along the nepali coast like not everyone gets to do that uh you know i don't know uh, if you guys know but uh, Kauai, like uh, most of it's wilderness like the road doesn't even uh keep going around the entire coast there's the, the nepali coast for the most part has no road and the only way in is to hike in boat in or helicopter along the coast so to get to see it from a boat is sickening and it was very cool but we're driving out and, and the water is rough. I mean, we're bouncing around. We're getting splashed by water, you know. And then we get out and then we get out there a little ways and they stop the boat and they, they're like, we're going to drop the anchor here. And if you guys want to swim into this beach that no one can get to, you know, unless they hike in, that's like the thing. Like, that's what we're going to do is we're going to jump off and swim into this beach. Can I preface something? Yes. The fact that they were going to do the hike and we're going to bring me along, but I happened to look it up, and it said that people have to be helicoptered out because it's so hard to hike, and that people drown because they get in the ocean. Now, I did not realize we were in the spot that they were talking about. Yeah. So Miley and I, we're going to do this this hike. It's the hike that the only way to see this part of Kauai is to hike in, and it is. and it is like If you Google it, it's like it's, you know, it's a pretty tough hike. Like it's 11 miles, the whole thing. You can hike in and just, you can hike in and just do like a two or a four mile situation, but you've got to wade through water, like up to your knees in water. I mean, it's steep inclines. Like you're supposed to have like proper hiking gear and we did not have that. And then my mom's like, oh yeah. And apparently the beach you're going to go to, it like that has the most drownings of anywhere in Hawaii. And we were like, all right, so we probably shouldn't do this hike. But little did we know we'd be going to that same beach on this boat. And so here's the thing. I'm not a good swimmer. My mother forced me to do swim lessons for years as a child. I absolutely hated it. Let's talk about (laughs) thank God or you would be dead right now. I hated swim lessons. I wasn't good at it. To this day, I don't like getting in the water. It terrifies me. I'm not a good swimmer. It's not enjoyable for me. I hate it. But we're in Hawaii. 
and we're on this boat and like everyone else is like, yeah, let's go and jumping. It's all happening real fast. We're just jumping in the water here to swim to this beach. And I'm like, well, I can't sit here alone on a boat in the middle of the ocean. Like that's just as scary, you know? And so everyone's just jumping in and I was like, Not well, me. yeah. Okay. So they had one stand up paddleboard and they were like, if you want, you can get on the paddleboard and we'll push you into the beach or whatever. My mom's like, well, I want to do that too, even though she's a good swimmer. And so we both get on this paddleboard, but once we were both on it, I was like, this is stupid. Like we both can't ride this paddleboard in because you can't, you have to, you're supposed to lay down and paddle like on your stomach, like a surfboard. You can't do that with two people. So we're on this paddleboard and I look to my left and our friend Ben that's with us has this big smile on his face and he's swimming and he looks like he's having a great time and he's making it look so nice and, and enjoyable. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to make this easier on my mom and this guy that's pushing her. And I'm just going to hop in the water and swim. Like Ben is chilling. Like it's fine. Biggest mistake of my freaking life. I get in this water. It is the roughest water. So scary. Waves coming over your head. Guys, I wear contacts. Without them, I'm <laughs> legally blind. Legally blind, cannot see. If I lose a contact, like, I'm dead. Real. Like I'm dead. And I'm swimming, but I'm not going anywhere. Like it was the, and we're swimming towards shore. You would, I thought the waves were going to push me in like a normal ocean, like in Florida. Uh uh. We're like churning in the sea. It's terrifying. And the only person I can see is Ben. And I hated every minute of it and somehow made it to the freaking beach. I saw Brandy jump off the paddleboard. So I'm like, if she can <laughs> swim to shore, I most definitely can because I'm a great swimmer. And I literally have never, like, <laughs> I have had one other near-death experience in the water that I'm not even going to go into at this moment, but it's a good one. That was a rip current, too. That was a rip current in South Carolina, and somebody was in the ocean with me and left me to fend for my foul. Mm -hmm. Not going to say who, but, you know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that was the only other time I thought I was going to drown till this time, and it was not okay, because... This guy kept telling me that I could touch the ground, touch the sand, which I absolutely could not. And just as I thought, this was my last last breath. And I'm so upset because I'm living my best life ever. Um, and I'm like, shit, you know what? I'm living my best life and I'm going down. I mean, I guess it could have been worse. I could have, I mean, drowning in Kauai would, I guess, actually not be the worst thing possible it was just not great timing for me <laughs> but the best part of the whole story is getting back but here's the thing is when we get to this beach I'm sitting here thinking like uh you know I everyone else was probably fine uh-uh we get on the beach and everyone's like uh, were you freaked? My, and Miley's like a phenomenal swimmer. She's been surfing before. She loves the ocean, loves to swim. And we get on the beach and Miley's like, I thought I was going to die. Like I literally oh, panicked. Miley, was, the worst. She was, Miley like, was so freaked. No way in hell am I swimming back. Yeah. I was like, no way. There's no chance. Like there was no way I could swim back. So like I couldn't even enjoy this beautiful beach that hardly anyone ever gets to see because it's so hard to get to because I was so panicked about how we were going to get back. So we dick around on this beach for like 30 minutes. Oh, Granny, you were pacing. You were pacing. Well, I was pacing, but Miley was like doing yoga. We're all just like procrastinating because we don't want to swim back. And Let's be honest, Tish was stoned. Tish was stoned as hell. She somehow made it to the beach with her Tom Ford sunglasses and her hat's <laughs> on and the rest of us had nothing. What are we going to do? And we're spiraling. So we just assume that the guys from the boat know we're spiraling, know we almost drowned and are planning how to get us back. Uh-uh. They're like, all right, it's time to go. And we're like, so what's the plan? And they're like, what do you mean? What's the plan? You swim back. And we're like, 
no. Okay, no, no. We're like, we're not doing that. We literally all almost like, died. I'm thinking helicopter. I said, I'm thinking helicopter. My mom wanted to call a helicopter. Miley and I wanted to just hike out barefoot. We were like, honestly, I would rather hike out barefoot with no phone and no water than swim back to that boat. Like, I can't do it. I will die. A long story short, we have this one fucking paddleboard, and we each get <laughs> like one by one, make these guys from the boat push us back on the paddleboard, back and forth like a fucking water taxi. Oh, thank God there were no paparazzi because. <laughs> Me and Molly were on one, and they kept saying, you have to lay down and paddle out like a surfer. So Molly and I both do it. My head is literally on Molly's ass. Like, it's insane. Like, Molly's laying down, crotch, like, legs spread, paddling so I can lay down. And I have my little head laying on Molly's butt cheek, paddling. And all I can think is, please, God, do not let there be paparazzi. <laughs> It was insane. It was insane. But we did make it back. And then, of course, like we laughed about it on the way back because it was just so insane. But it was terrifying. And our, our, our whole thing about it is like these guys that are from Kauai that do this all the time, like should have known better than to take a bunch of people. Who, I was very vocal about the fact that I am not a good very swimmer. Very vocal. Very vocal about the fact that I was scared to get in the water and I'm not a good swimmer. And for them to take us to that beach where it literally, if you Google it, it's the most deaths by drowning of anywhere in Hawaii. That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. They should have known better. It seems crazy, but you and Molly and Brandy probably should not continue to get on planes and boats together because we almost died going to Glastonbury. We had two emergency... <laughs> landing going back up in the sky problems going to Glastonbury where our plane gets struck by lightning in South America and we literally almost die in Kauai because <laughs> these dumbasses <laughs> throw us off a boat into the waters where eight people drowned last week or something insane like it's not Literally, okay. the captain of the boat on the way back to the the marina was telling us a story about how his best friend or something just did this hike and from the cliffs watched someone drown in the ocean. Oh, yeah. Like, literally last week, just saw somebody drown. Like, uh, why would you take us there? And why does my dumbass keep getting in the ocean realizing, like, there's undertoes? And, but that hadn't happened in many years. Like, we, I loved the water in the Bahamas. I loved the water in Greece. This was not the same. Whole different animal. Jesus. Whole different animal. Yeah. So, so that's but it. we're alive to tell about it. We're alive to tell about it. I think the locals Thanks. are just trying to kill the tourists, and that's where yeah. they go. Oh, that's probably true. Because they don't want us there. Yeah. All right. Love you, mother. Oh, well, how's Wells? He's good. He's just sleep deprived. Uh, Wells. Tish. Tell him this is not the welcome I expected. Well, you also can't hear him. So this, no, I can't hear him because I have you on. Yeah, the phone. will you tell her that I miss her and he says he misses you and I love her. Love you well. And tell he loves Sarah hi. I will. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. She's nuts. Yeah. Well. Well, I'm glad you guys didn't die because this same. Would be a very it was. It was podcast. really scary. Yeah. Well, Listen, the oceans. The, the oceans a a scary bitch. All right, she'll. It's terrifying. And I, and I knew you. I shouldn't have jumped in. I got to start following my instincts better. Yeah, don't do that. When you go on vacation, you stay on the beach. You don't go to dangerous beaches. We didn't know. Just a quick goog. I'm sure a quick goog would have. A quick goog. There was shown. no goog on the boat. And then also on the on the drive back to the marina, we passed this other beach, and he was like, "Oh yeah." 
That's the beach that Bethany, what's her name? Bethany, something that had her arm bit off by a shark, a little surfer girl mm-hmm. when she was young. Yeah. That's where she had that. Oh, yeah, that's where Bethany, um, whatever, uh, that's where she had that shark attack in the, in the water right there. That's the beach we had been at yesterday. It's like, why does no one, why is this stuff not advertised? Dude, it's crazy. My hometown, someone got bit by a great white shark uh, swimming outside of Point Lobos, I believe. And there's video on the fucking internet. You can see the shark come up and just stick a chomp out of this guy. So anyways, moral of the story is... Stay the fuck out of the ocean, bro. I'm serious. You know? Get in your infinity yeah. pool. It may, then you see, it seems like you're in the ocean, but you're not. But the safe confines of the pool. Yeah, I almost died in Cabo for Sarah's 30th birthday. Trevor Einhorn saved me. Well, do you have any favorite things? Because right now we have talked about <laughs> uh, my least favorite thing of not sleeping, my very least favorite thing about uh, the fucking Supreme Court, your least favorite thing of almost dying... Do you, have any, mm-hmm. do you have any favorite things or no? Well, let me just give a quick run through of fave Hawaii things. Okay. Best poke I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Fresh caught, morning of. Hawaiian shaved ice, yeah, not like it is here. Here, it's just ice with like a little bit of nasty artificial flavoring. It is so fucking good in actual Hawaii. They put ice cream in the bottom, and they put fruit in it, and it's so fluffy and creamy, and they put actual coconut cream on the top. Ah, chef's kiss, mm-hmm. okay? Don't. Sleep on the shaved ice if you go to Hawaii. Great trip. Loved it. Highly recommend. Loved Kauai. Can't imagine the other islands could be any better. And that's all I'll say about that. Actual fave things. Oh, I finished Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Very X-Men. Very, a lot of X-Men vibes, in the, in the especially in that finale, that last episode. How so? I don't know. Just I've always kind of gotten like an X-Men vibe out of the little powers they have, how they can just like whip their hands around and move people and objects and shit, and like how they're all kids with these special powers. It just like reminds me a lot of the X-Men. And there's, I don't know, there's just something about, I don't even know his name, but the blonde guy that's the fucking, he's the villain. You mm-hmm. should find out he's the villain. Spoiler. There was just something about it that felt, oh, spoiler alert. Well, I did say I finished it. Yeah. There was just something about that whole scene and that whole story that just screamed X-Men to me, but in a good way. Like, I love the X-Men, and I loved it. I was very shocked by that twist. Were you? I didn't foresee it, but Sarah, of course, did, so that's annoying. Another win for Sarah, but... How did she do that? Because she knew that that actor is a big actor, and I, of course, didn't know him or like what he had done, and she was like, there's no way that they're having him just be like the office bitch, and then she was right. God dang it, she was trying. So do you think that that's Eleven's dad? I don't know. Because he's one, and he was the most powerful of like the, the first ones, and, and then all the other kids weren't that powerful, and so then they used him to make, I don't know, I was thinking that that would be her dad. And it, it is interesting that he didn't kill her when he, when she turned against him there towards the end, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, possibly. He, I guess like he just looks so young that you're like it's easy to think like there's no way, but, but I guess he could be. Well, yeah, because now he is... In the upside down, as so he's older now mm-hmm. because you're watching it as her as a little girl, as a much younger right. girl or whatever, and so now he's older, and I just think so. I could see it. I don't know. It's a great show, though. I'm excited for the uh, the second installment of season whatever four. Is this the last season? I don't know. Probably not. I don't know either. But you know what? Um, the problem is these kids keep getting older, you know, and they're not as cute as mm-hmm. they used to be. You know, they're kind of going through that awkward stage. Yeah. So that's true. I feel like there was like a double whammy twist. Like you find out that the blonde guy is the villain was twist one. But then the second twist is finding out he's that guy's kid. The guy from the um, the insane asylum that they go that uh, Becky is that her name goes to visit. Mm-hmm. No, 
What's her name? Yeah, but I know you're talking about. They go to that that kind of haunted house or whatever, and they yeah, 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 they yeah, break yeah, the beautiful in. stained glass window. How could you ruin that? Yeah, that guy's son. Like that was the other to- like, and I guess I should have seen it coming because otherwise, like, what would that story really have to do with it? So it mm-hmm. makes sense that there would be a tie-in, but it did. I was like double whammy twist. Like whoa, 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 whoa. Loved it. Yeah, I started watching a new show called The Bear. Have you heard of that? Oh, no. It is uh, Jeremy Allen White's new show. He was on Shameless. He was Lip on Shameless. Mm-hmm. Sarah and I are good friends with uh, him and his wife, Addie, and he's such a good actor, and I love everything about this show. It is the most well show of all time. Here's a tag. A young chef from the fine dining world returns to Chicago to run his family's sandwich shop, The Bear. Jeremy's character is a guy named, I think it's Carmine, and he is like a Michelin star, James Beard award-winning chef working out in Los Angeles, big shot or whatever, and he comes back to Chicago and he's like trying to like revive his, his I think father or his grandfather's sandwich shop. And like he has no business being there because he's like a fine dining chef and he shouldn't be making fucking sandwiches or whatever. But he's trying to do this for the family. He believes in it or whatever. And he's broke and he's going through tough times. And his cousin's kind of a pain in the ass to deal with. And everyone doesn't think he should be doing it. They should just sell us the store. But he like, you know, is fighting for it. And it brings in all the things you love. It brings in drama. It brings in family bullshit. And then it brings in amazing food and sandwiches. And I love sandwiches. Mm-hmm. So go check it out. It's on Hulu and on FX. The Bear. Okay. Very good. That sounds cool. Very good, I must say. All right. I watched the finale of The Time Traveler's Wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, HBO, six episodes? I'm sorry. I think we deserve at least eight. I feel like six episodes isn't even a full season. That is so unfair. Don't love that. However, I do think they did a good job of ending it at a good place because there's obviously going to be a season two. And if you've read the book or watched the movie, the story only goes so far, right? So like, I I was kind of worried about that when I started the show and saw that there was a show. I'm like, how are you going to make this more than one season? Maybe this should have been a limited series. Um, But I guess that's partly why they only did the six episodes and they ended at a decent spot. I wonder if they're going to stray away from the actual story of the book slash movie and do anything differently because some of the flashback scenes to me look like they could maybe like add some things into the story or like change it a little bit. And honestly, I I wouldn't be horribly mad about that because then it would make it more interesting than the things we've already seen. So TBD on that, I guess Theo James still the hottest man to walk the face of the earth. Honestly, God, he's so gorgeous. I can't even deal such a great show though. All right. So you just want more. You're what you're upset about is that you just want more of it. I need more. I need more, 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 more. Great new show on Netflix starring Melissa McCarthy called God's Favorite Idiot. Have you heard of this one? No. It's fantastic. Here's the tag. A tech support employee becomes the unwitting messenger of God. God's Favorite Idiot. Basically, Melissa McCarthy's co-worker starts to glow one day. <laughs> and Melissa McCarthy's the only <laughs> okay. one who sees it. And she's like, she also drinks a lot and takes a lot of pills. It's like very much of it, like an addict in this show. And so she's like telling her coworkers, like she came into work late and Clark is glowing. And they're like, did you take an Ambien again? And a fifth of vodka. And she's like, yes, but he was really glowing. It's so like kind of no one believes her. Kind of all talking shit or whatever about her and how she's being stupid. And then uh, all of a sudden he does glow. And turns out he's been uh, touched by God to save the world from the devil. And it is 
so fun and so funny and so quick. They're not trying to draw this out. It's like eight episodes, 30 minutes each. You know, you're not like, oh my God, uh, I wish I knew what's going on. It was just like immediate. You, feel, you get into this show, which I love. Really good cast. Melissa McCarthy, Ben Falcone is the lead. And he's also like, I think the main writer. Leslie Bibb is the devil and she's great in it. And then they've got a kind of a bunch of new actors, Usman Ali, Chris Sadaford, and Anna Scottney, three actors that I'm not really familiar with, but they are fucking hilarious as their co-workers. So anyways, go check it out. Um, God's Favorite Idiot, very good. Cute. Cute. Have you seen Cha-Cha Real Smooth on, I think it's Apple TV? No, that sounds like about like dancing and your boy's not a dancer. <laughs> It's actually not really. Uh, Dakota Johnson's in it, if you're a Dakota Johnson fan. Uh, I've just heard a lot of people saying really good things about it, so I turned it on last night. It's a quick, super easy watch. I mean, listen, I wouldn't say this is like any – it's not a groundbreaking movie or anything like that. Like, it was it was cute. It was an easy watch. It was good. The thing I really liked about it is that the lead, his name's Cooper Rafe. Raff, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, R-A-I-F-F. He's phenomenal, and he directed it, produced it, and acted in it and plays the lead, which is insane. And I love watching things where the actor is also directing. He might have even wrote it. I need to look and see. That just, like, blows my mind. I just feel like doing any one of those jobs is so hard and so overwhelming, and to do them all on one film much must just be insane. And it's cute. It's good. Highly recommend. Yeah, he wrote, directed, and stars in. Yeah, that is nuts. A young man who works as a bar mitzvah party host strikes up a friendship with a mother and her autistic daughter. Cha-cha real smooth. Oh, it's a movie, and it is on yeah. Apple TV. Can we talk about how horrible coconut water is? What do you mean? I like coconut water. Ugh. Do you have taste buds in your mouth? <laughs> Yeah. Coconut water tastes like what I assume a bird bath tastes like. It's no disgusting. It's like not a good taste. It tastes like salty and like inside of a banana peel. I feel like it's disgusting. I cannot believe people drink coconut water. It's Who's really good for you. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> taste so gross, dude. <laughs> What are you talking? Do you like coconut flavored things? Yeah, sure. Like a you do like a mound almond joy, whatever. Have you ever gone to the beach and had like a coconut, like drink out of an actual coconut, like the water out of it? Yeah, it's horrible. Oh, I like it. Ugh, <laughs> you don't think it tastes like a bird bath? Like the birds just no, been I've, shitting listen, in. I've never drank from a bird bath, so I can't say for sure. But I can tell you that I think coconut water is yummy. Gross. I mean, I know it's good for you, yeah. but like, yeah, no. If you want to get like potassium and like hydration in your water, you should drink that Cali water stuff. Vanessa Hudgens' drink. Because that uses like... What's it called? Cali water. They use like cactuses or something. And no. you get like a bunch of potassium, just like coconut water, but it doesn't taste like a bird bath. Okay. Tepid. Bit, bit dramatic. Like tepid, salty nutsack water. It is so gross. I can't believe people drink that. I guess I just never really had it. We've got a bunch here in paradise because obviously, you know, it's like good for hydration. So I went and got one. I tried it. I spit it out. I was like, this has obviously gone bad. So I went and got a different one. Oh, no. That's just what it tastes like. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
Oh, I um, guess. New favorite uh, conspiracy theory told to me by oh. my beautiful sister, who's actually visiting me right now in paradise. Oh, um, nice. We know we're related because of our obsession with the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Ah. And the newest news is that Amber Heard was caught shopping at TJ Maxx by paparazzi, which shows that she's broke because she lost her lawsuit to Johnny Depp, and now she has to chop at DJ Maxx. The horror! The humanity! I can't believe you have to shop at a good store. DJ Maxx is great. I also like Marshalls, you know? Like, I'm a bargain guy. And mm-hmm. here's the conspiracy theory that I've heard from my sister, but then I also checked in on it on the internet, so it's got to be true. That she tipped off the paparazzi to get those pictures so people would feel bad for her because she's shopping at TJ Maxx. No one's going to feel bad for her for, have, for shopping at TJ Maxx. Do you know how unrelatable that is, lady? Yeah. The Most of the country shops at TJ Maxx. No one's going to feel bad for you for shopping at TJ Maxx. If that's true, and it's just so great. Mm, chef's kiss, if that is true. <laughs> that is the most insane thing in the world. And I love it. And I hate it, but I love it. And you know, I was talking about the other day, you know, the, the world is just in such a fucked up place. Like, it's just so bad. And like, every time I turn on the news, I'm like, oh, this is so bad. Like, this is fucking politics and, you know, January 6th insurrection and the road waves. It's just like, oh my, I'm just getting hit left and right and center. And I was like, man, I just, you know what I want? I need, I need the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial back, yo. I need to separate myself. This is the realization that I came with. I was like, this is how bad the world is right now that my escape, my one little pleasure in the world is a domestic violence case on television. That's horrible. Horrible. And that's where we are in the world where I'm like, God, I just wish I, just wish we had an escape. I could listen, listen to Johnny Depp's <laughs> lawyers object to shit. That's, I just need that in my life right now. You know, I wonder what chapter in Revelations we're in right now because that would be interesting to find out. Yeah. <laughs> also, the end of Barry is really good. So you should watch that on the HBO. Mm-hmm. Crazy ending. I don't know what they're going to do in their season. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but like, whoa. Don't ruin. Well, got to watch Barry. Great show. Okay. I found a show on Netflix that I don't think it's really for me, but I do feel like it's for you. Okay, perfect. Tell me about it. Have you heard of Snowflake Mountain? No. Well, I think you should watch it. Um, Here is the little tag situation. Okay. Hopelessly entitled or simply in need of tough love, 10 spoiled young adults experience nature without a parental safety net in this reality series. So basically they plop a bunch of... Richie, entitled, bratty, young adults out into the wilderness. Yeah, do they die? And the trailer looks like something you would love. Yeah, I love that. I do love that. Did you ever watch the show Alone where they put real yes, stuff? Yes, so that show's great. That, but like spoiled rich bratty yeah. kids that live on their phones. I love it. Yeah, I think that's for you. They're like making TikToks instead of getting water. <laughs> their last yes, TikTok exactly. is, them, is them dying. <laughs> exactly. He's a 10, but he's run out of water and hasn't had any food in 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> How about my Tish Talks, though? Oh, that's, that, They're pretty that's, good. A, that's a good name for it. I didn't know it was a name for it. Oh, that's what I've been calling them. Yeah. Did you see that someone made the drink that I was talking about last yes. week? And then... Uh-huh. And she was like, yeah, it's fucking delicious. And then, so I, so I, then I saw last night, someone else had did it. I, I'm starting a revolution over here. I need, to, I need to name this drink. 
Well, you also need to get sponsored by San Pellegrino because sure. you're giving them mad press. It's very true. But hey, listen, they're making a great product, you know? I can't knock them for it. Everyone's like, I do that with vodka. I do that with gin. I'm like, yeah, okay. But okay, tequila is uh, better, though. Tequila is better, especially yeah. with the lemonada and a little bit of soda, soda water. It just tastes <laughs> like a... Lemonada. <laughs> um, Umbrella Academy is back, baby. Oh. And... You know what else just came back? Yeah, what? Westworld. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, unlike Westworld, the... Um, Season two and three of Umbrella Academy are good. I loved season three of Westworld. You did? Yes! I didn't love season two, but I loved season three. I've dropped off of Westworld, but I will tell you this. Umbrella Academy is just so freaking good. If you haven't watched Umbrella Academy, get in on it. Fantastic. And now they like brought in like this whole like parallel universe thing, and it's, it's just so good. Man. Oh, that's cute. You know what I started last night that's been around forever? What? I went to a NASCAR race yesterday, my first car race event. Wow. Very cool. Totally get the hype. Lots of hotties. Mm. So I decided to turn on season one, episode one of that show on Netflix that's about Formula One. Drive to Survive. I think it's called like Drive to Survive, that one. So many hotties on this show. Why didn't you tell me? The guy in the first episode, Daniel... um, Radcliffe. Ricardo. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. Loves it. My new favorite show. I'm so into it. You can cash me at a bunch of car races upcoming because I'm thinking this is my new favorite sport. Well, it's really funny that you mentioned that because my good friend Chad Munn made that show. And oh, cool. He's the one who also cast me on Best in Dell. So, what you're saying is he can hook me up with Daniel Ricardo? I will ask him. And then he'll probably Great. say, like, that guy He's is married to Victoria's Secret model. A model. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Aren't they all? Yeah. If yeah. not, though. Brandi is ready and willing. Let me know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hot tip for trying to stay cool in the summertime. Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm scared. (laughs) You got to wear sandals, guys. You got to keep the feet cool. You got to let them breathe. You know, they say like, you know, when you get cold, you got to put a hat on and you got to put socks on. It's the exact opposite down here in the heat. You got to keep them feet breezy. Easy, breezy, beautiful. What amazing vacation. That's the slogan. I noticed this because they always want me to wear shoes on this show. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, one, you guys have never shot my feet in a single, ever. So, Oh, yeah. I'm, no, never. No. And I did it one day with the socks and, this, and the sneakers and everything. I was sweating so much. And I'm like, guys, can't do this. Got to let the feet breathe. And then you put sandals on. It's a whole new world. It's a new fantastic wow. point of view. So anyways, if you want to stay cool in the summer heat, sandals. Uh-huh. I, know, I mean, I, I, people already know, you know that one. You know my feelings on sandals. Don't care. Well, you know my feelings <laughs> on slides. Slides look so stupid. Slides are it. They're not it. They look stupid. Yeah, they are. And I think t- flip-flops look stupid. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you what. Slides give you a fucking super weird tan line. At least flip-flops. Flip-flop. What can be weirder than the flip-flop tan? But it's much smaller than a slide. A slide's this big, whereas a flip-flop tan is just the little thong line. Oh, but it's so bad. And then when you have the flip-flop tan, everyone knows you wear flip-flops, which is disgusting. So it's just like a whole thing. Dude, flip-flops are where it's at, bro. Hate them. You wear socks with your slides? Oh, all the time. Ugh, what are you? It's so comfy. Especially like at the airport when you want to wear a slide because it's so comfy and easy to slip on and off, but it's cold in the plane, so you want to wear socks with them. Like, it's a look. 
you're wearing something that's meant to keep you cool <laughs> to warm you up, which makes no sense. Sandals, can't wear socks or sandals if you do, you're a freaking psychopath, is to keep you cool, man. You're doing it all mm-hmm. backwards. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. It's called fashion. Look it up. I'm telling you, sandals are where it's at. You're just wrong <laughs> on that. Oh, I have a big favorite thing. Give me a ding. My alma mater, my old Miss Rebels. We won the College World Series, guys. We did it. It's been a long time coming. Listen, I went to a school which we were the lovable losers. We always have been, you know? We're the great mm. place to go and party, but we're never very good at anything. We're in the middle of goddamn SEC where everyone's so freaking good and they're paying all their players all this crazy money, which we are probably doing that too, but whatever. Anyways, we can never be as good and we get, we're one of the last teams to get into the College World Series. No one gives us a chance and lo and behold, Mike Bianco and the Swayze Crazies, we come through and win a national championship, boys. Is this uh, baseball? Baseball. Baseball. Got it. The sad thing is is that the slogan for the school that I went to used to be, we may not win every game, but we ain't never lost a party. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? (laughs) We won the game and the party, and I'm pretty pumped about it. That's it. Wow. Well, uh, if we're going to talk sports and winning, let's talk about one that actually matters. Huge shout out and congrats to the Colorado Avalanche for winning the Stanley Cup. You know, they haven't won in like a freaking forever. They were doing so well early in the playoffs. Like for a second there, I was getting worried for them, but they came through with the win last night and beat the Lightning. Super happy for them. I love it when somebody wins that hasn't won in a long time. And obviously I love Colorado because I lived there for a minute and it has a special place in my heart. So go abs. Did you say that, let's talk about a sport that actually matters, saying that hockey (laughs) is more important than baseball? I mean, absolutely, yes. Hockey is better than baseball. But also, you know, the NHL is a professional sport, whereas um, your college thing is a college thing. So that's not what I meant by that. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? You didn't you didn't go to the College of the Avalanche. No, but I did live in Denver, Colorado, and I attended a few Avalanche games, got a jersey and a whole bunch of other things, so I did feel a tad bit invested. Yeah, but I literally invested money into a college and got a degree from there. <laughs> That's I get cool. it. I mean, you lived in Denver for fucking 14 months, so, you know. It's not that, it's not that you grew up in Tennessee where the Preds play or anything. Glad your loyalties are so ironclad. If the Preds had been in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. if the Preds had been in the playoffs, I would have absolutely rooted for the Preds, but they sucked and they weren't there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I got a book. Tell me. Read this in Hawaii. It was cruised through it, honestly. I think I maybe mentioned that I had bought it. It's called Someone We Know. It's by Sherry Lapina, who I love. Oh, cool. She wrote The Couple Next Door. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> classic, you know, mystery thriller, whodunit, starts off with a murder, and it's all kind of set in this one, like, well-off neighborhood where, you know, nothing goes wrong, they have no break-ins, no crime, no nothing, and then all of a sudden someone turns up dead, and all these break-ins are happening. The person that dies was, like, having affairs around town, so it's like, they think it's this one, and then they think it's this one, and then they think it's this one, and then it's like, well, it's got to be one of the three, who is it? And then, you know, you're just guessing, and they keep you stringing along the whole time, and there's a nice little twist at the end, so um, if you like things like that, great read, highly recommend, love Sherry Lapina. Nice. Do you have any music or anything? Oh, you know, my friend Sam Hunt has a new song out, if you want to play a little Sam Hunt, I would absolutely love that. Is it called Water Under the Bridge? 
Should we go out on this? No, I have one more. Oh. Okay. Body like a back road. We didn't know it. We were young, dumb, and so full of it. Broken bottles and graffiti. Bearing girls and popping wheelies. Love was fun and life was easy. Now it's just water under the bridge. Sam Hunt, water under the bridge. So catchy. And then I thought we could go out on the same sad note we came in on and play the new Noah Cyrus song called Ready to Go. Let's do it. I'm ready to go. (laughs) How are you going to survive the rest of the shoot day? I don't know. I have to do my opening credits. So like my silly like, I have to do that. Uh And then I have to do a lot of like interviews of where I need to be funny. And I don't feel funny right now. I would highly, highly suggest chugging a Celsius before you go do this. Oh, I know. I might chug a limonada. <laughs> Tequila soda water. That sounds nice, too. Yeah. All right, YF well, Tears, we love you. I'm sorry the world is just love y'all. horrible. I don't know. Yeah, me too. But could be worse. Yeah. Could be killed by a Hawaiian (laughs) who doesn't like tourists coming to his island. Very funny. Imagine those guys being like, you don't stop people from coming here. If we kill kill America's sweetheart and her family. I literally was thinking like, not only should you not take anyone here that's a tourist, but Miley Cyrus, really? You're going to take Miley Cyrus out here and let her drown in the undertow of the freaking Nepali Coast Ocean? Like, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Up next, we're going to kill Margot Robbie and Taylor Swift. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, wife tears. we love you. Love y'all. See ya. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.